Well, we hope you're doing well today. This is Pastors of the Roundtable. Thank you for joining us. This is the Discipleship Podcast of uh, Monroe Missionary Baptist Church. It's brought to you by Together in Christ. Are you making fun of me, Scott, for making for kind of messing up the words already? Scott just laughs. Oh, he's just over there. I look across at him, and I see a little smirk on that face. And it's a podcast. <laughs> it's, not a, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. You know what it is. You, 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 you know the thing. And... Uh, it's the Discipleship Podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church. Brat, brat, Baptist. It's all tongue-tied now. I just need to go home and take a nap. It's brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in Monroe, Michigan, encouraging thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connecting you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. We got beyond that, finally. Um, I got Tim Michaelangeli, Dave Arnold, Scott Slater. I'm Spencer Snow. And joining us again, our special guest, Tim, do you want to introduce him? Your dad. My dad. Greg Snow. Greg Snow. Is with us again. Hopefully uh, you guys were able to listen to last week's podcast. We talked yeah. about ministry uh, with him and just the life of being a pastor. Uh, he has it a little different than us. He's bivocational pastor. None of us are in this room. Uh, have been before, though. You have been before. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've done it both, yeah. Dave, as well. Spencer, you never have been, right? Always full-time. Yeah. Uh, me too, kind of. I did a lot of preaching, I guess, and working before I was in the pastorate. Yeah. But, uh, this week we want to kind of focus more on the family, family life, uh, balancing that with, with ministry. Uh, I'd love to hear how it was raising Spencer, yeah. um, how it is now, still being his yeah. dad. Our, yeah. our kind, see, Spencer came in like, Three months before COVID, so mm-hmm. not everyone's had a good chance to really get yeah. to know him, and his persona on the stage yeah. is... I'll help with that, yeah. He tries yeah. to be stately and sound very smart and all yeah. this, but if they yeah. saw the back... Yeah. You well, know, you're going to see, you know, again this week that uh, where he gets his brilliance from. From his mom, right? From his mom, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I love you, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we love we love having Spencer with us, and uh, we have a good time in the office with him. But uh, being a family and being in the ministry is a little different, maybe than some other things. But I think every family has its difficulties, and I don't mean I don't even mean like bad difficulties. I just mean the normal everyday life. You know, kids going to school, or if you're doing school at home, if you're part of activities outside of the home, then the work schedule, then you got family schedule. Oh, we got birthday parties. We got grandparents, this, whatever it might be that I, I call that. It sounds bad, but the, the difficulties of life, trying to manage all of that. And yeah, it's the same in, in ministry. And since we're in the church context, though, a lot of times, uh, pastors, families are front and center. They're maybe one of the first ones that people would go to to talk about whatever yeah. uh, in the life of the church. And so I'm sure I was not a pastor's child. Um, I didn't experience that. Now my wife uh, yeah. is. Yeah. And so when we started dating, which we started dating when we were 15, so I was in the house quite a bit from that point and uh, got to see some of it for sure. There's difficulties there, I'm sure, as pastor's kids, but maybe Spencer could uh, talk about some some today. Yeah. But I guess, first of all, how do you now currently, do, are, 
is your daughter still at yeah. home? Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. still have a daughter at home. At home, yeah. But she's kind of off. Yeah, she's twenty. She's, gonna be twenty nine. I think we were talking last night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So how do you now? We'll we'll go back in time. But how do you balance the church? <laughs> I heard that, Dave. Sorry, <laughs> Dave, Dave's getting some hydration <laughs> yeah, over yeah. there. My big cup of water. Sorry, <laughs> big gulps, huh? Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, yeah. How do you balance the ministry, your work? Because you work a full time job. I know in uh, air and gas and stuff supply, yeah. from what I've heard from Spencer. Yeah. And then family life. You have a wife, and you have kids. You got grandkids now who live across the country. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know I. Probably that's a deal that's, again, unique to each family. Mm-hmm. You know, certain families can probably, you know, I think we have to, again, be careful uh, measuring ourselves in every aspect of our lives. That's, of course, the human heart loves that. That's why we love legalism, you know, because we can always think of, you know, if I around you guys long enough, I could find something that I'm better at than you are and mm-hmm. feel better about myself And uh, because the other is that I feel weak at and I, I again I just as I get older you know again that learning to be content um, and that's a constant battle because our whole society the whole world is trying to build discontent that's what the enemy of our soul did in to our great-great-grandfather you know in the garden was to build discontent and so it's constantly a battle you know I wished I had that I wished I did this you know as we talked earlier in the other podcast about you know uh, when I was full-time I wished I was part-time when I was you know <laughs> all that kind of stuff but you know how do you balance it I don't you know again I am just not probably I, um, we just did it you know and uh one of the things that we've always done, and again, not every family can be that way, but me and Melissa lived life real. I mean, pretty well, authentically, who we were in front of everyone. And I mean, uh, from fussing and fighting to, uh, you know, kind of like the old saying, you know, a lot of families will say, well, you wait till your dad gets home. You're going to get it. You know, well, we didn't wait till we got home. We just had it out right there. <laughs> we're know? in Wendy's. Wherever <laughs> we're at, buddy, you Let's know, and, uh, and I, and you know what I mean, within yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. I sure, mean, sure. we, uh, we didn't use the, as we call the Oklahoma intercom till we got home. But, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's beyond me. Yeah, I don't that, know that. Yeah, you know, know that. That's just when voices go higher, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Oklahoma yeah, intercom. yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I can remember when we was at first Baptist there in diamond, uh, we had, we were putting together some lights. We'd bought a light deal or something, uh-huh. and uh, I remember the guy laughing. You know, he said it was just worth the trip down just to watch me and her engage with one another. I mean, we were, <laughs> we're still that way, you know. And uh, well, from what Spencer said, you guys are both kind of like Type A personalities. Oh, yeah, both, yeah, of you. yeah, yeah. We both are driven, and and uh, and and both of us probably in little different ways. But yeah, she's like I said, music. She does a great job. Um, uh, Probably my personality has drawn her out of that. I can mm-hmm. remember early years, her trying to do music. She was very shy, very, and now, you know, she's in front of this choir. She's mm-hmm. instructing. She's coaching. She's, you know, she's really just come out of her shell. Again, learning, and that's why I tell Spence here, I, I call him Otis. That's Otis. is his nickname, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, but. You know, him and his mom are a lot alike in that they, I always say they'd be great poker players. They hold their cards pretty tight. You don't Mm -hmm. see, they kind of want you to see what they want to see. And then, of course, me and Hannah are alike in that we pretty well lay it on the table, you know. (laughs) This is who I am. And so, yeah, and and it's, again, back to balance. I've had to learn to be more reserved, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes in sharing things. Uh, You know, my wife reminded me before I came 
and it wasn't just once, many times, <laughs> remember to think before you speak, you know, because I, I have a tendency to say too much, expose too much, say too much. And, you know, you're, you're trying sometimes to help one another. You know, I see this in our culture with Facebook today. You know, we, me and you may be communicating, and I'm, I'm not on Facebook because I just, again, I don't have time to mess all that nonsense. But, but I may be trying to have a conversation with you, but I don't realize the whole world is listening, listening to yeah. that. And so, uh, well, today the whole world's not listening. Maybe yeah, like six yeah. people. Well, that's what I'm hoping. We'll raise it up maybe to twelve when we're done. Yeah. So, but yeah, back to balance. I mean, we just, we just did it. Um, it was, yeah, it's tough at times. I mean, I, like I said, now that we're through it, you don't, you know, and we didn't have, we just had Spencer and Hannah. Um, Did Melissa work or was yeah, she in the home? Yeah, or? she worked at, I mean, she worked and she was always very caught. She grew up in a family business, so she has okay. a tremendous work ethic. I mean, she, you know, that's all she knows is work. I mean, we say, we jokingly say in our family, you know, what is mom's greatest motivator? Guilt, you know, so she can, <laughs> you know, she gets after us, you know, so she's, yeah. a, she's a strong worker. And, and, um, and, and so, but yeah, she, you know, worked at the school or wherever she could be close to the kids. Uh, when she went, Spencer went through Missouri Southern, she actually was able to get a job at Missouri Southern, which made his education much cheaper there. <laughs> and, uh, so she's always worked basically a full-time job. And, uh, and of course, you know, as pastors, you know, we are the blessing of being self-employed, at least in Missouri and where I'm yeah, at. So yeah. you get to pay self-employment tax, right, on yep. your, you know, and, yeah, we have and so, you know, it was, there were years when we, especially when we first came to Diamond, she, people think we probably say this, but she literally would get a check just with like, I don't even remember, hardly had nothing on it just, but we were sending it all into the government to right. set our, you know, we were living in the parsonage and, mm-hmm. and again, looking back, there was lots of blessings that I, you know, learning to be content, <clears throat> but, uh, but so she was there to, to help out that, but yeah, balance, I, I don't, I don't know the secret of i guess it's just living and continually you know the bible talks about working out your own salvation you know with fear and trembling is that we just have to waller through that and again back to what we were trying to say in the earlier podcast i think just helping our people see that because they have the same struggles um, mm-hmm. and uh and again i think you got to be careful not to be too much like me to expose everything but uh but i think our people felt that i hopefully they feel I don't know. Sometimes we're probably not approachable because we're both very driven. You know, we don't have time to listen to that kind of stuff. We want to get to moving. And I, I'm I sure understand that. that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but then the other side, hopefully it, um, you know, they yeah. see that we struggle and we're just. My wife and I sound similar to you and, yeah. and your wife. We're both like firstborn kids. And mm-hmm. I remember before, uh, before we got married, she was. Well, she wanted to go to college, you know, and I remember her dad and me, I'm like, why, why are you going to college? I think it's a waste of money. Just yeah. stay home with the kids. And that, oh, that was the wrong thing to say to her. Yeah. She went to get her master's. I mean, she did that. <laughs> right. I think it was just despite <laughs> the fact that we said that. It's like, yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. Now, granted, yeah. she works, she uses yeah. it and she's a teacher, but, yeah. we're, you know, she's very, in, but, but I, how you said it, it almost makes both of us seem maybe unapproachable at times, yeah. which is something I know I try to work on and I think she does, yeah. she does as well. And we don't mean it that way. It's no. just uh, we are kind of driven and, and busy and focused. But you let, know what I mean? Let me take up for me and you because I know Spence is probably not like, like I said, he's not like that, I don't think. But for guys like me and you, but we're God's gift to the body 
And oh, I'm I believe that I fully. Say, yeah. I am God's well, I, you know, to a lot. Uh, you know, <laughs> and I, I say that. Wow. So, right. You know, okay. Yeah. I like where this <laughs> is going. <laughs> off. This is yeah. going a good way. Well, but, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let, let, let me jokingly say, but there is a sense, and I and I I have to be balanced in that. But I've had to because I I can get very depressed about how my the way I am. Sure. And and I don't does that make sense, yes. brothers? Oh, yeah. Again, Absolutely. it's not that oh, you know, I'm just you know mm-hmm. but I the older I get, the longer I've had to realize that I just gotta rest and this is the way I am. Um I I must continue to, to work to be more compassionate and more approachable. And I because I know I'm not, you know. I, I look back and I think sometimes over things that have happened and I think I wouldn't have went and come and talked to me, you know. Uh <laughs> Because you couldn't have put a new idea in my mind, you know, or whatever. So, but I also say, back to my Martha sermon this last Sunday, I, the one thing I wanted to be sure and say, because I heard some of the other brothers and that helped me think about that. Sometimes we come to Mar- Martha and uh, Mary, you know, Wearsby was very helpful. You know, some people say it's, well, what, are we going to be a worker or a worshiper, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I yeah. think we need right. both of us. So, so we need that old football coach that, is we yeah. were talking off Michael uh-huh. a while ago to say, you know, I hope you can screw light bulbs in. People won't understand <laughs> that. You'll have to ask Pastor Tim, but you know, but, you know because, uh, you know, we, we, we need that at times. I, mm-hmm. I, I look in the scripture, look at, you know, John Mark, look at, you know, I mean, that's to me just immediately comes to my mind. There's a guy, Paul said, Hey, done with this dude, go home and see yeah. your mama. You know, we got, we got stuff to do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and, and, and then later on it's able to say, and I think that's the beauty of, again, of the back, Christ yeah. life is that you can say later, send John Mark. Right. I, I need, need that man. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you even have like Paul and Barnabas. I mean, yeah. Paul was the go getter. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he was a firstborn or not, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but then you had Barnabas who was the one that found Paul yes. when he was in Tarsus kind of hiding out and he was yeah. the encur- son of yes. encouragement. So you need both. Yes. You no, know, that's exactly right. Yeah. So how much did you um, include your family in your ministry? All the way. The, I mean, were your kids the ones in the hallway when you were there? I mean, yes. Okay. And that's, it's funny. We were coming up here and Melissa handed me, they're on Facebook, and she handed me something Sis had written. Hannah had written about PK. She said, you know, not a lot of things said about PKs. And I didn't, I'm a firstborn, didn't grow up in a pastor, not anything like where I you know, so I'm forging this area that I read mm-hmm. about and talk about. But, yeah, I mean, they were, you know, the kids talk about it whenever we were at first. We had a gym, you know, the, that just hanging out. I look back. I compliment you kids about, you know, stuff I wouldn't have done. But, I mean, they would go open a can of green beans and fix them something to eat. You know, not, and it's not a poverty story. It's just saying, you know, they would just make do with whatever they had to <laughs> he eat. Still he that. still does yeah, that. Yeah, I know. He yeah, brings yeah. black beans in a can for lunch. I know. I thought they yeah. needed money. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, no, yeah. I like this. I'm he like, what? <laughs> therapy is what he needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they both have learned to do that. And, I, you know, I think, you know, I compliment both of them about being able to, to do things, you know, waiting, um, you know, me and Melissa both love to visit. My wife is more of a visitor than anyone. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble here, but I'm going to say it. You know, we call her the people's pastor. You know, <laughs> I go to the car, I'm ready to go home. I'm tired of it. She's in there visiting and taking care and counseling, you know. And so, but it, yeah, but yeah. just kept them involved. Um, you know, we, 
Did you try to protect them at all from some stuff within the church, or did you feel you even had to? I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Spence probably can answer that, but I don't really feel like we did. I mean, of course, Hannah will say, and of course, Spencer was the older, so he would be aware of some things that went, you know, went on in their days. Because I know Hannah will say once in a while, you know what, I, you know, kind of always wondered about that because she was little at this, when we, you know, this church or that church. And uh, or didn't exist at that point, you know, because not until my second pastorate she was born. So I guess we went in my third pastorate she was about a mm-hmm. year old. So anyway, but no, I mean, and again, I, you know, I've had people say, oh, you know, but I have people say that in marriage, you know, well, you just don't talk about that in front of the kids, you know, right? And I, and I agree, there are there's some balance, there's some things probably that you can be very, you know, we all got to be careful about, and we probably did more than we realized, but. But we just tried to live authentically in front of the kids. I mean, you know, they saw Dad, um, yeah, all over the page. Yeah, you know, and uh, Spencer, I don't know if you can grab the mic, but like what your dad is saying, I know me and you have had some conversations before, and we've been talking. The reason I want to bring this stuff up is because we've been talking a lot about like um, family worship and raising kids we've been talking about that a lot lately pastor scott just is in the middle of a sunday school class really focusing on that and so in a pastor's home uh how did it go for you like was there ever a time when you were like i think this is fake to my parents you know or dad's up there preaching this he just yelled at me before we came in here and said the opposite of what i mean how was that for you growing up as a pastor's kid? You know, cause he's saying that they left it out in front of you. Was there ever a time you were like, man, I just think maybe my parents are fake or, or do you think that helped you and your sister to see the realness of the Christian walk even and life together? Yeah. I, I don't think I ever had a point where I ever thought it was fake. I never did. And I guess part of that was, is because, um, grace was emphasized. Mm-hmm. So I never thought, of course, you know, I, I don't know. Like I just never, because I knew we were saved by grace. Therefore, if there's any imperfections, the religion wasn't, Christianity wasn't dependent upon my parents being perfect. Yeah. And so, sense, yeah. Uh-huh. so I never had that in my mind that mm-hmm. that was, and part of that may be just because I was naive, but I think part of it is, is like, I don't want this to sound, um, I think about like, um, one of the things that came to my mind was like thinking about Samuel whenever he was a child and he was eventually brought to the temp, to the, Mm -hmm. to Eli. And I'm sure he saw the discussions between Eli and his sons. I'm sure he saw the good, the bad, real believers coming to the tabernacle to worship the Lord, unbelievers. And in a sense, that's just the way, you know, you just growing up around it your whole life and you see difficulties, obviously, whenever you're younger, um, for the, for, as a child, the big thing is we're moving to a, you know, like for us, when we moved particularly up by, from, from down Southern Missouri up to Kansas city and then back down, I mean, you experience those kinds of changes and those are probably more dramatic than, right, yeah. than any of the, did you but, have to change schools? Were you yeah, like, yeah. So you that were, happened to me one, one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, but we were still within even the same County, oh, okay. you know, but it was with, but it was, so it wasn't like a, we were still near grandma and grandpa's on both sides and everything, but it was, it was changing schools and things like that. But no, I, I can say this. I never had a moment that I thought this is fake or this is false. Or also I never had a moment where I thought church and 
Christianity is not going to be a central part of my life. So I just always grew up. I, I just never had those. Did you ever feel pressure as a pastor's kid from the church for anything? Like any of like, you better behave, you're the pastor's kid or yeah. any, anything like that. Did that ever? Not that I can remember. <clears throat> Good. I, I yeah. think part of it is, is I didn't know anything different. I just, that was just life. It's kind of like, um, you know, I'm probably, if you grow up in a military family, you're just used to it. And that's kind of, for me, being a pastor's kid, I, I think that's part of it is I didn't know anything different. I yeah. just, this is the way life is. Mm-hmm. And I can't, this is just what life looks like for me. And, and I have no, no reference point yeah. for a life. And that's part of, I mean, honestly, I have no, I have no reference point for a life that is churchless. Right. In my personal life. Yeah. Um, I remember, my, you know, I don't yeah. think my wife would mind me saying this. I don't think so. But I remember she said she felt pressure to become a Christian from the church. And that, and I told you she was independent and in how she acted. That was one of her things like, I'm not doing it. They think I should. And it wasn't until she was like a, a teen and 13 or something like that where she really accepted Christ into her life. But I remember her saying that, you know, it's like, I felt all eyes on me because <clears throat> she grew up with altar calls and stuff. So she's like, every Sunday I felt like everyone was like, when's she going to go? When's this going to happen? You know, and, and, yeah. and her little rebellion, it was, it's not, you know, you guys can keep waiting. And I guess it's something that's stuck in my mind as a pastor that I don't want my kids to feel. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I push back maybe too far and same with my wife. I don't want, um, I never wanted her to be hired like I was. It's like, well, now we have a women's ministry leader. No, you know, or kids choir or whatever. And so I've always tried really hard to protect my family from having that feeling like you have to be here. I want them to enjoy church. I want them to know the Lord, all this stuff. And and I think sometimes I probably push back too far on that. That's why I was asking you, like, how involved were they in the church and yeah. stuff all the time? Well, and I, yeah, I think that's, of course, we, like I said, we just did it. I mean, me and Melissa are very driven. You yeah. know, she, from, I guess, even when we were at Source Prairie, she was putting on music programs. Uh, we weren't at Garden City long enough to really, you know, 13 months. But music's but her passion, right? So, is, I mean, she yeah. liked she liked oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah, it was a gift. She, I mean, you know, again, it's something that yeah. she's been mm-hmm. good at. And, and, uh, and so, you know, and I've even struggled about sometimes that, you know. But it's like, again, every pastor has his gifts. God puts a certain pastor in a certain place. And so... It's something, you know, like right now we do the children's ministry. There are times I'm like, well, you know, I'm maybe it's easier for me to get upset with the people in my mind and at home. You know, why aren't they helping? You know, maybe music's not their thing. <laughs> well, but I've thought through that more and more over the years. And, and that's true. But it's something that Melissa's gifted at and I, you know, we enjoy it. You know, it's it so it naturally flows out of our ability to do that. And so then I feel like people with all the other gifts in the church can come right alongside that. If you like visiting, you can come and visit with people. You're a good greeter. You know, we have people, we have a lady that's got a bakery business. She makes all kinds of, she'll, <laughs> sometimes she'll just, you know, become the same, you know, she'll, Hey, I'll get two, three dozen cookies or I'll bring cupcake. You know, and she always brings a lot more than what she ever <laughs> says. You know, uh, when we do our choir, uh, we call it night of worship. You know, she, she feeds the, you know, we, we're mm-hmm. big, we're high tech, you know, professional, we have a green room, you know, and so she'll <laughs> keep everybody in the, and I really, you know, again, I'm being I'm bragging here. I, I, I hope this is true because this is what our hope is, but 
we hope that they, I, I use the term a lot of times, washing people's feet, you know, Jesus, we know that example of, you know, and so what I hope is because we can't pay these, we've got some really gifted, I mean, people, guy, we've got a guy plays, it's been helped us last couple of times that's working on his doctorate from, he's from Brazil, I believe, uh, and uh, here in the States on the cello, you know, he's, these are just gifted. I mean, they show up and we, Melissa's gives them his music and it, it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. good. And, and we, we are not able to pay. I mean, we work on a shoestring budget and we ask for, you know, offerings and stuff. So we don't have to pay a lot, but they seem to, when they leave, you be sure and ask, we want to help again, you know? And I, and I say that because I, hopefully my wife and daughter, my da- wife has taught my daughter these things. She's watched it. They just love on them. Little things from, you know, you know, and you go to something and there's little candies and stuff, you know what I mean? I ain't got time to mess with all that nonsense, but <laughs> it's nice when you're there to have that, you know, and they put all kinds yeah. of things together. So my point is, is that, um, you know, to be a part of all that and, and just as a pastor, you know, we've, we've just done that. I, I guess back to the whole thing of balance. We've just done it. Mm-hmm. And have you seen things change though over the stages of life? Cause this is something I've, I've often thought, yeah. you know, through and, um, all of us as pastors have like little kids at different yeah. stages. I have teenagers as well as, as little kids. Yeah. And uh, it does have an impact on our family and also ministry of what really I have time to do or, yeah. or can do. Had, had, did you notice that like as you had kids, they got a little bit older, how maybe some things just had to shift? Yeah. Well, you were talking about your sons. They're in the, yeah. uh, you know, the final, or uh, the, the elite yeah, they're in or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, Hannah was, a uh, Spencer was more music. He did stuff with music. Hannah was our athlete, you know, girl. She made the final four in volleyball in mm-hmm. her junior and senior year in high school, you know. Yeah. And, and I look back, there's lots of things I could replay, like, I sure, wish yeah. I'd have done this, wish uh-huh. we hadn't went there, wish we'd done, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can always do that. You're always always uh, you know once again gentlemen we're sinners he is our savior yeah you know so yeah uh spencer has a good point you know grace covers you yeah. know we're, we always need that but anyway but I, yeah just um making those adjustments you know there's just constantly that and because a big thing for us in our family and, and i'm trying to focus on family specific yeah. but we used to have people over our house a lot yeah and we loved that that was something we liked to do and we've noticed now over, I don't know, probably the past few years that that's changed. Not because of mm-hmm. COVID, but no. it's just changed. And the reason is we're never home yes. anymore. Yeah. And so then I come into the office and I hear these guys and they're like, oh, we had so and so over. And we did yeah. this and went there. And I'm like, oh, man. But I try to remind myself mm-hmm. I'm just in a different stage maybe right yeah. now. Oh, we'll you, you Hopefully are. be yeah. back to that yeah. at some point. We're yeah. having people over, but right now. Yeah. No, and, and, and that's so true. I mean, like Spencer right now still is putting core in a in a car seat, but that's going to change very quickly. Mm-hmm. And your kids are no longer in car seats. You don't have time. They're they getting in the car. They're driving cars. Yeah. And so, and that's what I tell everybody is you're, you know, a young guy, you got little kids, you know, we, we did, I guess the one vacation we all probably all enjoyed was we went to North Carolina. The others we, could, we won't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but we went to North Carolina, you know, but we were able to throw everybody in a seat. We were able to go. It's like now coming to Michigan to see grandkids. We can't do that all together. We've got, of course, it's nice to have sis at home. Thank you, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to feed the sheep and take care of the dogs and all the stuff that we have there on the, the small farm that I have. But, uh, but when they're little, you know, you can just get in the seat, buckle up. We're going to go somewhere. But as they get older, they have responsibilities and things that they need to do. And it just, by the sheer dynamic 
changes mm-hmm. everything. Not only where you got to go, but the wallet is open all the time. You know, and you got to, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's yeah, just stuff sure. to, no matter what avenue you're walking in. So, but yeah. Yeah. But hey, I want to just say this. I, I like to preach, but I want to encourage you all, though. Back to your children. It didn't matter whether you win a whole city of Monroe. And you guys know that you can't win them. It's only the Lord can do it. But I really encourage you about your kids. And back to just like what you're saying about joining the church and doing all that stuff. Our theology knows that we know this from our theology, but from our Bible is that it's God that saves. And so just don't stress about a lot of that. Now, I know, again, sometimes it takes a little encouragement. Hey, you know, you're. Have you thought about the church? You know, I, I, there's nothing wrong with talking about, but don't pressure yourselves. The key is this. I just think about what my mind, again, as you were talking about your daughter, she just wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. The thing was she was converted. She was God's shot. The, the thing is we worry about all that, that, that beautiful thing that, you know, again, it's nothing wrong with coming down an aisle doing whatever. The Lord does all kinds of things, but the key is that Christ is alive in their hearts mm-hmm. and that you see it authentically. Because you can talk a kid, you know, one thing Adrian Rogers said years ago, anything, you know, I can talk you into, somebody can talk you out of. So, right. So when yeah. it's real. So I guess just encourage yeah. you, don't stress about, you know, what, whether the committee at the church thinks your kids should this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah i think this is just helpful because again i think people think you know pastors have it all together like we said in the last podcast they have their theology down when they go home their kids are in order yeah they recite verses right they all have them memorized yeah yeah Yeah, and 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 so they expect like all this yeah and so someone might look at you uh who's pastored a long time now uh you've done a lot of work and they might look at your family and how things have worked out now. And they see, yeah. well, man, your son went off to be a pastor. Your daughter's helping lead choirs. And obviously she must, she must love the Lord too. Yeah. You have the secret sauce. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. And, and what it, it sounds like yeah. is you yeah. survived. We survived. <laughs> yeah, right. That is exactly right. right. Yes. Yeah. We survived yeah. and rest in Christ. And yeah. like I yeah. said, yeah. we're not small. Me and Melissa talk about that. We thank the Lord that our kids... Uh, Again, best that we all know, have an authentic walk with Christ, love the Lord, um, are serving. And uh, But again, even if you have a, a, a kid that's, uh, you know, they get married and they just yeah. know, go work. It's again, right. the pressure doesn't need to be that, you know, they've got to have a theological degree and they've got to be able to, <laughs> to quote all of uh, John Owen's works and you know, all, you know, all this stuff that we set up for ourselves. And if probably one thing for Spencer, Sis is more of a type A uh, Spencer's driven, but he's more quiet, like his mom. But probably both of us being so demanding was probably him being the firstborn, and you know sometimes to you know just push and do things to just relax and let him kind of do mm-hmm. what he wanted to. I remember one time tell a story. He was yeah, tell a bunch. One of the <laughs> stories he was needing to go. His mom was in New York, and they, she worked at the college and was doing some stuff with. It was a secular deal, but with some. Mm-hmm kids and it was really neat but he was going to go it was the first time he was really going to go do something on his own he needed to go fly to meet her i believe it was in new york all by herself and uh, of course my wife being a type a he needed to have this done this done this this, you know before he could even be able to get on the plane and me and him about got into it well we did get into it a little bit about you know you're going to go and it was over a haircut and uh and so I never will forget him saying, you know, Dad, he used to say, I'm not like you. And uh, he is not like me in, in lots of ways. And, and, the, and he asked to do something. And he said, I need to just, 
I'll do it, but I want to do it my own way. And I realized I needed to back away and just, you know, because, um, man, we go on and on, on about the failures of being too <clears throat> aggressive about correcting stuff and things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but, yeah, just, I mean, I don't know, just what I'm trying to say, just be real. The, you know, the, so, like, in your family, uh, I'm not trying yeah, to pry, no, I don't no. think you guys, when you guys came home, you guys had worship as a family every night. Oh, yes. Yeah, we sang through the hymn. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's a great question, I mean, Tim. Sir, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying I'm gonna to be, be. No, that's very good because we did not do family worship. I had never even heard of such. Okay. Of course, back in my early days, you know. Right. I, I, one of your last podcasts, there, I, you guys were talking about formalism, you know, and mm-hmm. all that because we all, if you grew up around that, you know, anybody did anything formal, it couldn't be spiritual. They sure couldn't be yeah. converted people. Mm-hmm. So, no, we didn't do family worship. We did. I didn't even know what that was, and even to this day, Spencer and Courtney, they they they're striving to do some of that in their home. I, it's wonderful all they're doing. I just me and Melissa weren't cut out for that. Here's what we did: we had a really great spiritual thing we did. We tried to do when they were little. You know where I'm going? Yeah. <laughs> we gathered in the bedroom, one of the bed, one of the kids' bedroom. We tried to do this every night, and. Dad, being the great theologian I am, I called it hands in the huddle. And everybody <laughs> okay. had to put a hand in the huddle. Sometimes it was difficult to get all hands in the huddle because, yeah. you know, there was problems. <laughs> but we would hands in the huddle, and we'd usually have a little quick prayer, and that was it. But here's what I tried to do, again, because i, I got to be spiritual, but I told the, the folks the other day, Deuteronomy 6, you know, again, I can't quote it very well, but, you know, as I rise up, as I walk, as I did. And living on a farm was very helpful to be able to teach all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, me and Melissa just tried to use living life. You know, we, we neither one of us were structured with, you know, we read some books, but we just, yeah, we didn't have the family. We didn't even really know what that yeah. was. No, so, that's good. Yeah. So in follow-up, I guess, Spencer, I would ask you this question then. Do you feel like then your home was void of worship and that training and who God was. And so because you didn't have the sit down, I mean, you had the hands in the huddle, which I'm sure was excellent, but you didn't have, you know, all of this structured time where dad read from the Bible and maybe we did sing a little song and then we all prayed together. Did you feel it was a void then of teaching and instruction of who God was because it wasn't that structured? Well, I mean, back then I had no idea. I think, I think, I mean, like, I think dad would probably say too, like that would, there's some things, obviously everybody would look back and say, I could do that differently. But then, and and now, no, like I'm not like, I mean, we, we, we try to incorporate that into our family because we think that's a, that's a good thing to do for our kids. But I don't look at my family, my upbringing and say it was devoid of spiritual value. Like I never look with bitterness or resentment at that because I think, um, and probably part of this is just because of we're, dad came from and uh, their whole story, but it was just always, I mean, at the bottom line, it was just about Christ. I mean, there was, there was, there was failures on my part, their part, everybody's part, but we all had to come back together at the end because mm-hmm. we're a family yeah. and because the gospel is about forgiveness. That's the point I'm trying to make. You know? I just wanted that to come out because yeah. we do talk a lot about family worship and stuff and how it's good to do that. And we believe mm-hmm. that that is a good thing. But even in my, the way I was raised in church my whole life, but I, I mean, I remember reading Bible stories sometimes growing up, but I don't, we didn't have what I would have called family worship, but I can't remember a time in my life where I wasn't being trained spiritually. You know, my parents both 
exuded that and what they did. You know, my mom was faithful to the choir and different things of church and teaching. And I always in my head thought she's doing that because of her relationship with the Lord. That was always in my head of this is why we do this. My dad shoveling people's driveway or, you know, stopping and making us help somebody with their car, whatever, you know, things that tick me off in the time. Like, why are we doing this? But I remember him telling me at times we do this because we're Christians. It wasn't like some big, long theological discourse. He never pulled verses out and quoted them to me, but it made it very authentic and real so that then when God saved me, it was authentic and real, but we didn't have those like really structured times that I remember at least. And I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, we've referenced, do people think that pastors' families have it all together? And the answer that we've tried to make pretty clear is absolutely not. We don't. And do we have these big theological discourses with our kids and our families? And there's things, there's times we talk about those things. We try to intentionally, but the vast majority of the time, it's actually very simple things that you do with your family. I mean, gathering together with your whole family and praying every night, there's a ton of families that never do that. Exactly. But that's a a huge thing to do, right? And most of the things that any family would do, they're small, ordinary things that you do to bring Christ to your children, yeah. right? To, to sh- Or bring them to him, yeah. to in- let them interact together yes. mm-hmm. in any way you can, yeah. right? And, uh, and Well, and yeah. I think everybody works within, again, their, their personality. Um, for Spencer, he is more, you know, like even in our preaching style, I told you, you know, I'm I can't deal with notes and I, <laughs> I, I read and then I usually make just, you know, of course I'm an alliterator. I may put three or four words in my Bible and that's how I preach. I, I just, that's the way I've done it for years and it, and it, uh, it's good or bad. It's how I do it. Mm-hmm. But the same way with the way for me and Melissa, just that's the way it was. It, it just would be awkward in some ways, but I can go to a place like where Spencer and them have done. We've done some family worship things with them as the kids were little. It's going to get a little harder as they get older to try to stay in that deal. But the ultimate thing is, is that you, you're doing it. Everybody does it the way that they can, you know, do it. And I guess the word we use a lot is worldview, is that we're able to be able to, to do that. I'm a guy, I'm always looking for a place to inject myself into, especially when I'm with family. Um, you know, we're in Colorado together with all of Melissa's family. And, and again, it depends on the family, the situation where I can do it, but I'm getting a little older, so that helps some, but you know, something will take place and it gives me an opportunity to say, to teach worldview about, you know, again, people sometimes worldview think it's politics. Well, of course it can go into that eventually, but why is it that, you know, why is there people on the corner, you know, well, we can talk about that, you know, and help our kids again, help us to think through stuff. And so, yeah, just wherever yeah. we go to a basketball game, you know, mm-hmm. I, I became everything as a parent in, in sports that I never wished I, and I'm serious. I really showed myself a time or two, you know, mm-hmm. one time particularly, and you know, you can go back and justify, Oh yeah, but I was this and I do whatever, whatever you know, but, um, but then now I can look back and go, but it was God used all that even then mm-hmm. to teach me stuff. So anyway, oh, yeah. it, it just, yeah. Yeah. And you know, Pastor Spencer mentioned about just grace, you know, yeah. seeing that. And I think for me, you know, my wife and I didn't have kids, you know, until we were 10 years into our marriage. And, yeah. you know, part of that was school. She, we got married young and she, she stopped going to school and I went to seminary and then she yeah. finished her degree at Moody in Chicago. Wow. But the big reason was I was terrified, you know, how, cause I grew up in a non-Christian home, you know, my dad, 
divorced, you know, my divorced mm-hmm. parents and he, he moved out and he was stayed in the area, but I was just like, I don't want to mess up my kids. Yeah. So it, even though it was like, well, we're busy, we've got school, but that was the big reason. I just was like terrified and I've learned, you know, God gives a lot of grace. Oh yeah. You know, and like my son, he, I didn't grow up in an affectionate home at all. I never was hugged, you know, kissed. And he like wants to kiss me like on yeah. the lips. Yeah. And I've just had to learn like he's, he, that's, that's a way for him and for me to kind of, as a dad, to show him how much, you know, affection is very important. Yeah. You know, and just a hug or just yeah. like, a, I'm proud of you, you know, and that's like God's grace working in my life because I didn't grow up that way. Yeah. But learning <laughs> to give that to my children and just try to be the hands and feet of Jesus. But you always second, I always second guess myself. Like, am I doing enough? But yeah. then it's grace. That's yes. the Italian in him. Yeah. That's the Italian in him. <laughs> Us my, Italians. Exactly. We, we do. Hugging and kissing. Yeah, At my wedding, I got, do that. I got yeah. kissed by so many guys on, the, <laughs> yeah. on my chick yeah. and my neck. Yeah, and they're all know? Italians, you know? Yeah. It's like, I forgot about I love this. that. It's what we do. That's how Tim uh, greeted me the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the right hand of fellowship. It was he placed two kisses on my face. And whispered a little something in your ear to and let you remember. And gave him a cup of wine, right? Yeah. What's that? Costa Nossa? Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. Just watch your back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Tony will be over to see you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. No, that's good. That no, is that's very good. good. Said, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I just, I think it's helpful for people again to hear how kids are raised and, um, there is no secret sauce, like we said. Mm-hmm. And, and you keep mentioning, you know, our theology dictates our worldview and a lot of what we do. And, we need to remember that too, as we raise our kids, our, our theology, our Bible tells us that it is God who saves. It's Mm -hmm. God who can change a heart. And we have to remember that as we're raising these little sinners, yes, that they're sinners that we love desperately. And I have a huge desire for them to be my brother and sister in the Lord. And I want to do everything I can, but I just, I can't manufacture that. No parent can. We cannot, we cannot force that. Uh, God has set up, I believe, uh, by letting this child be born into a Christian home, a huge advantage for them. Oh, I yeah. think there's a lot of grace given there that Scripture would speak of, and, and we need to be faithful to train them up in the admonition of the Lord and the love of the Lord. But in the end, we have to trust the Lord mm-hmm. to really do that work. And, you know, right now I have four kids, three of them, have been baptized. Three of them say they, they trust the Lord. And there's many conversations where (laughs) it starts out by me saying, now you said you've trusted in the Lord, dot, dot, dot. How is this happening? Or why are you doing this? Or do you think this is wise or right? And I had the comfort of baptizing them. Like I never Mm -hmm. really questioned that. I thought, I think what they're saying is true and real. But I still would have to step back and say, I hope by the grace of God, it's real. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. You know, um, but there again, you know, I think you're, and I know what you're saying and I, I'm again, I, you, but you're trying to look for work. Right. Yeah. And it's you just, know, and that's the danger of us Baptist folk, you know, we, and mm-hmm. we get into all this yeah. theology, you know, I'm, I'm one day I'm a Presbyterian, the next day I'm a Baptist, <laughs> the next day, you know, I mean, I see the beauty the Lutheran years ago, I never could have even, you know, could have said those things, but, right. but I do see that. And I think that again, mm-hmm. to, we want our kids to come express faith in Christ, be baptized, you know, but I've come to the place. I don't even get all stressed about, you know, try not to be surprised about anything. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but you're, I think just working from the thing that, you know, as you're, you're God's child and you know, how do we work 
from this and think through this and and God's grace is is more than sufficient. The cup constantly overflows to us and and just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Not being surprised about and pressuring them. And I, I guess where the other thing my mind's going is I think about like leading in family worship. I think there can be and, and Spencer would I think agree with this. You know, you can have the you can read all the stuff and do two hymns and the prayers and do all the stuff and uh and it can happen in another form where you know, you see, you know, we've said it probably because we kind of have a little bit of that athletic background is that, you know, see these guys go to the stadium and can cheer on, then come to church and dead as an old doornail, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say, so it doesn't matter what the mode is, but authenticity in worship, seeing mom and dad, you know, do they see dad broken about things? However that is, you know, me, it probably would be tears and stuff like that. But the next guy might not necessarily be that away. But I, I think seeing our kids, our, our kids seeing us, you know, like you said, just why we're active in things in the church and and uh, when the word is preached, you know, um, you know, if there's parents listening, you know, when you come to church, do they see you're excited? You know, I, I, I keep coming back to beg. Alistair's mm-hmm. such a good help. I was listening to him this week, too. I, uh, well, it was actually, I guess on the way up here, he was talking about, you know, talking about his father. He was talking about eldership. You know, if, if we're looking for the perfect man to be an elder, no one could serve as an elder. Right. He said no one be qualified. He said his own father wouldn't have been. Because he's, he, you know, of course, how Beg can tell the stories. He's like his dad, like, why are you doing in the hallway? You got kicked out again today. You know, <laughs> I'll try not to get kicked out next week. You know, he jokes about that, but I think he was a rascal, <laughs> yeah. you know. But that's the beauty that gives all of us hope about that, you know, there he is, one loves the Lord, walking with Christ, encouraging people. And, and I guess that's, you know, back to, you know, just being real. His father, I can I remember Beg always talking about his dad would always have his finger in his Bible, you know, showing, you don't have to, again, people, you say that kind of stuff, and everybody, okay, you'll say all the fathers this week, you know, we've got to be like Beg. No, that's no, not that yeah. you got to be. But just being real with your kids, however that is, you know, when you're out at the baseball game or wherever, you know. Right. So. That's good. Yeah, one thing, too, I think one of the things that I've just been sitting here processing all of this, and um, a couple, I think one of the things, too, is is a couple of things is, Every it um, often this family life and as as Christian families, it will work if we have first of all a healthy view of sin. Yeah, because um, then you acknowledge it for what it is, and also at some then you have other people around you that are helpful to to not be surprised by sin, because okay we're talking about the problem, and then whenever that's there, then you have a healthy view of Jesus and his grace because really I don't, I mean, one of the things I think was we, we probably would have not put it this way, but in our family, I think growing up and I've had to do this with my, my family is a lot of it is our, our real interactions with each other are interactions of confession and forgiveness back and forth between everybody all over the place. And it's what that does then is we're with each other because of Christ and Christ is Christ is actually present in that because we're I've heard it said preaching the gospel is handing over the goods. It's handing over him and everything he is to one another in the offer of the gospel to everybody and in family life. That's the way this has to work because I have to acknowledge the sin. You were all acknowledging it, but then we're handing over the goods of Jesus Christ to each other constantly. 
And if that's there, I mean, there's no formula, no secret sauce, but to me, that's, that's at least the foundation that you have to build off of. And that's, I think for me, that's what I experienced imperfectly, but that's the whole point. And that's what I'm experiencing right now in my home. And, and my, my relationship with my dad and my mom and my sister has changed, but it's still there. That grace and forgiveness, sin, confession, you know, uh, forgiveness in Christ. That's, that's still the center of our relationship that trans that I mean, use the word transaction, but that interaction mm-hmm. that we have with each other is yeah. ultimately grounded and sure. centers around that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just kind of what comes to my mind as we're talking around the table here. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's such a good word, Spencer, because again, it's this, well, what am I supposed to be teaching my mm-hmm. kids? What's this high and lofty, you know, curriculum I'm supposed to use? Well, it's actually the gospel. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Amen. That's what you're teaching. Yeah. It's not, it's not, you know, like the things that you'd find in a big, thick book mm-hmm. somewhere. It is, that's what you're doing. You're yeah. constantly trying to bring the gospel to yeah. your family. And that might be through, hey, dad did something wrong today, and I need to I need to confess that, and I need to ask you for your forgiveness. Yeah. Okay, will you forgive me? Well, it's kind of like, you know, I'm a great man of illustrations, and I, my, just, my mind works, and I was thinking, you know, like, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a hillbilly, but, you know, tractor pools or stuff like that. You know, I like to watch these souped-up engines and how they can put all that together. I married into a family of mechanics, and, you know, stuff like that's easier for them. I don't understand (laughs) it, but I know a lot of times they'll put shields around a motor. Um, I know, like, in these tractor pools, there's a kill switch. There's an extra cord that hooks on case the vehicle comes unhooked from the the deal. It automatically kills the so so it's protection. Well, that's what the gospel is, because it's all going to come unhinged. And we, I like your word. It's never, never be surprised. You know, somebody comes home, you got a family member comes home, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, homosexuality. I, we're going to be, our, it looks like there's going into a divorce. We, you know, we've had all of that stuff in our, in our family, you mm-hmm. know, uh, unfaithfulness to, you know, problems with, you know, whatever sin you want to think of. Mm-hmm. We've had it. And I guess that's kind of the thing. I mean, I always say it, but there's just not a lot surprises me a lot of times when people say, you know, come, I need to talk to you. And you're like, you know, this, you're going to, and like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like your insurance policy. You know, again, not that we, grace can abound, so sin can abound. It's not that. Right, right. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you when you have an insurance deal, you know, you always the insurance agent, well, it's not covered, you know. Yeah. Well, there's nothing that's not covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. So, yeah. Well, let me say, I and I hope this is encouraging to you, but Spencer's always just had high things to say about you and his life growing up. And, and so I'm sure, like you said, you look back and you see, oh, I could have done this. And maybe at times it weighs you down. And, but. And talking with Spencer, he 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 loves his family. You know, yeah. he loves you. He loves his mother, um, loves his sister. And so something something was done right where he where he saw that, and he he's verbalized that to me numerous times. And yeah. so hopefully that's good for you to hear. Yeah. I don't want your head to get too big. No. He's not perfect, <laughs> but yeah. Well, and there was you know again I say like especially with young kids. I mean I and I you know. Those are things, private things that we won't. But I, I was, mm-hmm. I, you know, physically too tough on Spencer, you know. And I do believe we should correct our children with, you know, the, the Lord sure. made that mm-hmm. backside. The problem was <laughs> I wasn't always correct. And, you know, yeah. I can go on and on uh-huh. about things I did wrong. And I've had to tell him to ask him to forgive me and, and, and hope that, you know, 
struggle that you know that he won't repeat those things but they but they may and they may happen and again it's this the thing that holds it together is christ and so i hope that maybe i can send a projectile into a better direction spencer works and i got two at this point two grandsons a granddaughter that you know they can work and maybe take it you know yeah progress the gospel football i guess that term <laughs> down the road further so yeah one of the things we need to help spencer with i've been trying is forgiveness he yeah he gets up he really hates the los angeles rams and it's because yeah. they left st louis yeah. and he won't let it go no. even though they won the super bowl and matthew stafford who used to be a lion still kind of a lion even yeah. in the scripture them. there are unforgivable sins <laughs> okay there are some things you do Beyond repentance, and you must hand them over. And that's one so of them. So that's, that's, that's just how you apply that. God yeah. gave so them over. There you go. Well, retribution's being paid by the NFL, maybe. Right. The court, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, say, yeah, so. And then you'll forgive. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have anything good on Spencer that people need to know. Is he, was he as good at the trumpet as he lets on? Well, yeah, yeah, he was he was a good trumpet player. Yeah. yeah. He actually is a very, of course, you guys know he's got a uh, minor, whatever you call it, music. He's yeah. always in music mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and, and sings. And, yeah, and, he's a uh, good singer. Very, very gifted. Uh, him and Hannah and all of them, they you know, got that from mom and being able to sing. But, yeah. But he is like his mom, though. He holds his cards pretty tight. And, and forgiveness, you know, they do. Sometimes yeah. they, you know, hold a grudge a little while longer <laughs> than others. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, yeah. But you guys, I mean, you're all doing just be, be real and love your families, love your wives. And it's hard. I know my wife's going to probably listen to this and go, yeah, you could do a lot better job. You know, but, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. But it is, you know, it, again, it's just uh well, good. Well, we're thankful that you are here with us, and uh, hopefully Spencer and Courtney treat you well. Yeah, yeah. Don't eat too many hot dogs from Circle K. a bunch K. of little candies. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Think about that. yeah. They yeah. walk over to the gas station and get them hot dogs, and I would not do that, but they love it. I know Ryle loves them. He loves his hot dogs there. Yeah, he's got his grandfather's taste buds in that way. Yeah, he's... Uh, There's nothing wrong with a good hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> From a gas station on a roller. That's the best one. Oh, it's been, on. just, that is slow cooked. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Tim. I'm with you. Yeah. No. No, and I think, too, I think one of the things that's, you know, as we wrap up all this, too, is just, you know, the importance of our spouses in our lives balancing us out and also just... I mean, dad and mom together were a great team. And I think we didn't really talk, but I mean, you guys talked about being a team and, mm-hmm. and I've got that in my wife. Um, she's my teammate and, um, each of us around the table here have that. And, uh, so, I mean, I think just at the end of the day, it's just about Christ for us and then Christ in us and Christ working through us. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some level, Christianity, one of the things I really liked about dad's story right there real quick as we wrap up though, is you talked about your conversion, how the, the pastor just started talking about heaven. It just remind me too of just the simplicity of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's just a beautiful simplicity actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the gospel is very deep, but it's very simple mm-hmm. and it's so simple. It can be worked out in the life of a family, even a pastor's family, <laughs> <laughs> even a family like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, but, um, yeah. Good. Anything else say? No, I don't have anything unless no, you guys do. Anything else to say? Okay. All right. Well, I better I better take these headphones. That way I make sure that I press the right button. Um, Probably won't. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Um, you know. There's grace. <laughs> <laughs> There's grace. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to mute Dave first. <laughs>
There we go. Okay. Thanks so much for listening uh, to this. We uh, hope it's been uh, beneficial to you. I think so much for my dad coming in and talking like that. And um, yeah, we look forward to being with you next week on Pastors of the Roundtable. Take care and God bless.